Welcome to Brain Dead. Welcome to Brain Dead, where the last note's always a little off key. I'm Sarah. And I'm Joe. And for like the 13th week in a row, that's not true. So, we had some interesting adventures this week. Sarah, where'd you go? I went to Disney. How was that? Super cool. I'm going to need a little more detail <laughs> Okay, <than that>. yeah. <laughs> Um, we went a lot of places and did a lot of things and it was super cool and fun. All that, huh? Yeah. All that. You did all that stuff. You like all that information I gave you? You did so much stuff. Did you see anything (laughs) particularly interesting? Mickey Mouse. So there are some pictures that you sent to your sister and your uh, uncle showed me a couple where there's a dragon (laughs) on top of a building. Yeah. Oh, you want me to talk about how I went to see Harry Potter? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, we went to... The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And um, we went on the train. It was super cool. It was like an interactive experience where it like had the door and it made it look like like Harry Potter and his friends were walking past the door. And they like at one point stopped and talked about us like like they were mad that we took their train car. It was kind of funny. That's funny. What do they actually say? Um, This one, I think Hermione was like. We can't go in. This one's full. And then I think Ron was like, probably just a bunch of first years. And then they like grumbled off. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. And then outside the window was like rolling hills and scenes. It was really cool. How do you roll a hill? Like this. <laughs> <laughs> Should have recorded that. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Did you do anything else at Disney? Because that's, that's. We went to Universal. Yeah. Which was, which was Harry Potter. Yeah. It was my personal favorite. Yeah. We went to the Simpsons land and it <laughs> had the like hamburger place and like, they also had the back to, this is totally not in Simpsons, they had the back to the future car. <laughs> yeah. The um, DeLorean. Yeah. It yeah. Was super cool. Here's something entirely unsettling that I have experienced. <laughs> So we were taking a picture with the car and I like looked in because, you know, he like put in the date on like the console and the date is 2015. And I have been under the impression for 20 years that it was 2010. Mm. And I have been telling people that and no one has told me no. And the DeLorean, you mean? Back to the Future? Like mm-hmm. like with Doc Brown? Yeah. Like, you know, in the first one, they go back. And then in the second one, they go to the future. Yeah, when you texted me, I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have been under the impression for 20 years that when they went to the future, they went to the year 2010. And I brought it up several times. I bring it up every time we watch it because it's baffling to me that over 10 years ago was the future. At this time. 10 minutes ago was the future. 20 minutes ago. Stop. Okay. But you know what I mean? (laughs) I've said it to several people and no one's ever told me, no, it was 2015. Did you know it was 2015? Yeah. I remember when the day passed. I want to know (laughs) why that was such a chunky sound of water. (laughs) (laughs) Almost glacial. Okay. My coworker that I lovingly refer to as Work Jessica 
not because they remind me of each other in any means, but it just is the best way to describe it to people that don't know her. Um, she just cares. Yeah. yeah. She brought me a coffee this morning because she was like, I was making mine and I was like, Sarah looks like she would like this. So she made me a coffee. That's super nice. I know. Miss Bretha at work, who's like my work mom. She makes me coffee some mornings and sometimes she brings me apple fritters. That's nice. She's very sweet. This um, same girl sometimes brings me um, bagel bites from Dunkin' Donuts. She brings me bagel bagel bites sometimes <laughs> it's super nice and um wednesdays on the way home from work before church i get coffee because it's on the way yeah i just swing by get my coffee swing and, and you go to duncan for this no i usually go to starbucks because it's on the way did you I say that and i just missed it yeah yep i don't know if i said it it's been a long day it was man. in my noggin though but it's now lovingly referred to as coffee day at work because everyone knows that after work I go get coffee. That's fine. My boss's wife is like, how are you the oldest person on the planet, <laughs> but you can drink coffee after 5 p.m.? And I was like, it's just the way of the world, man. I don't know what to tell you. But every single Wednesday we get to the end of the day and we're just all beat because people are crazy. And they're like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home now. And they're like, it's coffee day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, coffee day. Coffee day. <laughs> One of my favorite things is that it has become habitual that while I'm at church and on Wednesdays I go in and I teach class, there is a particular gentleman who will go into the kitchen and when he makes his coffee, he makes me a cup and he just brings it by Aww. my classroom. A cup. Of I believe I know who you're speaking on and that is so sweet. Yes. He brings me a cup of black coffee. He's like, you good, Joe? I'm like, thanks, bud. And then he just goes. And so now on Wednesdays, I try to beat him there so I can make the coffee so he doesn't have to. That's nice. If he's going to bring me a cup, I might as well make it first. Hmm. Guess what I did this week? What you done? I got ordained. Ooh, I do ordain and establish this constitution. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you to tell the super funny story. My freshman year of high school, there was a, um, she was a junior at the time, I think. Yeah. And she was in color guard with me. And she lovingly referred to herself as grandma. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to disclose her name, but she called herself grandma, insert her name there. And it was so funny. But she was like, (laughs) so funny. And she just did stuff. And you know the um, Bill of Rights, Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah. Where they're like, do ordain and establish this constitution. So she would sing that because she was in A-Push, because that's the class you take your junior year. A push? AP US history. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, so sorry. AP US history. A push. <laughs> <laughs> and she would sing that top of her lungs while we ran our laps before practice. And it became. My phone is going off. I'm sorry. It's okay. And it became a thing that the whole team would just sing that one line obnoxiously. And our co coach at the time hated it and every time she sang it she would get in trouble and every time we sang it she would get in trouble (laughs) (laughs) and so she did it more because we didn't like her the co-coach because she was obnoxiously (laughs) ridiculous i would have just gone by coco (laughs) and we continued to sing the song for the entire season 
And at the end of the season, we were driving home from a game. And she started singing it on the bus. The co-coach? No, the grandma. Grandma. She started singing it on the bus, top of her lungs. It's like 1045 at night. Our co-coach goes, get up here. (laughs) (laughs) What year is this? Is she a junior? Is she a senior? She's a junior. So she's like 17. And she wasn't, let's just keep in mind that grandma wasn't like tiny. She was like really tall and like (laughs) not, like she was just big. She, She wasn't tiny. She was... Not tiny. (laughs) I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't know how to say it properly. Like, she just was not little. She was just, like, someone enlarged her on a photo. Yeah. Just pulled the corners out. So she's singing this song. And by the end of the season, it was only the do ordain part. That's as far as we could get before we got in trouble. (laughs) Literally. And she was like, get up here and sit in the front of this bus. And she stood up so slowly in true grandma fashion, <laughs> collected her things. It's 1045 at night. We've oh. been, like, went to school at 7 a.m. and it's 1045 at night. We haven't been home. No one's happy to be living at this point. And she collects her things slowly as she sings the song. <laughs> collects her things and walks down the aisle, <laughs> knocking people left and right with her items. <laughs> singing it the whole way. A champion among men. <laughs> Sits down in the very front seat, quietly singing it. A true item of legend. As the whole team begins to collectively shout, free grandma, insert her name here, <laughs> as though she was in prison. <laughs> so you called her grandma and i immediately thought about this tiktok i saw now there's a real ad campaign in alabama right now do you know excuse me do you know who the governor is in alabama no it's a 78 year old woman named Kay ivy oh is she cute yeah oh she's an adorable little lady anyways so they collectively in alabama apparently refer to her as meemaw oh not i was thinking Miss K, but no, 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 no. It's Mima. And her most recent ad campaign, she says, You know, when I was growing up, my mom and daddy taught me that if you don't have anything nice to say about somebody, it's best to just not say anything at all. So, you know what? Here's what I got to say about Joe Biden. <laughs> Stop it. That's so how long was the silence? It was a full 15 seconds. No. I've heard just kind of pursed lip looking at the at the camera. And then she goes, bless his heart. Oh, my <laughs> word. That's so aggressive. Again, creatures of legend. No passiveness about this. That was complete aggression. <laughs> That's so funny. So, uh, like I said, if, uh, I don't know, a while ago, I got <laughs> ordained this week. And, I really uh, took it and went with it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the point here. And I got ordained so that I could perform my sister's wedding. She's got a great guy. They're a great couple. Super cool. And we had to get my mom on video <laughs> call, right? So so we, we FaceTimed her or whatever the Android version is. We video called. And Skype. She's, no, it was actually, you can do phone to phone now. You can you use, really? Yeah, on Android. Huh. So um, we called and... My sister is currently pregnant. 
Okay. So as I'm performing it, I'm like, hey, as we gather here today, I just want to welcome all the family that has made it out to, to issue out or to, to welcome in the joining of these two in holy matrimony. You know, I was doing the whole opening thing. The spiel. And in the middle of this spiel. script, spiel, <laughs> I hear my mom go, look at her belly. She's got a baby bump. Uh, <laughs> stop it. And this is, we all ignored it. Uh, we just kept going. And and I'm like, and I just want to take note of, of this couple that I, I'm so lucky to be able to perform this ceremony for. I love Brian. And now he's my brother. After this is over, he will be. And And then I hear my grandfather going, Landon, show me the phone. I want to see it. And my grandma going, Don Ray, you got to be quiet. They can hear you. <laughs> they couldn't have put him on mute. Dude. <laughs> Who was in charge of the phone? Not me. Colin? It was my phone. It was put on a tripod. Please. Colin, That's my five-year-old. That's so funny that what? he's in charge of the phone in my brain. <laughs> he's like holding it with his baby hands. <laughs> Colin was afraid. All these people, uh, my new brother-in-law's family. They were all mm. new to him, so he was hiding no, that's behind a good me and my move. dad. Yeah, he's a good, he's a sweet baby. No, he, that was a he solid He knows his move. limits. Yeah. 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 So, That's this so funny that your family is the way that they are. That's so funny. This continued until, if I'm not mistaken, one of my brother-in-law's siblings walked over to the phone and went, you got to be quiet now. <laughs> oh. What it a wonderful family. So funny. And they're from like Argentina. Oh. They're they've been all over the place. I think he was born in Argentina and raised in like Spain and Argentina. And he know, he knows like seven languages or something like that. He's wow. a really cool guy. Super neat guy. I really like him. I'm gonna pause to tell you that my kneecap is itching so bad I wanna remove it and throw it away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I saw a thing that said if No, you can't get distracted, I will never go back finish your story i know it just continued so they got quiet and and i finished the ceremony and you know did the whole kiss the bride exchange 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 rings thing oh before the wedding they've been moving recently trying to get ready for all this uh getting out of a pretty rough situation with a bad roommate and somehow in the move have lost the wedding bands they had for this and couldn't find them so they're freaking out my sister calls me she says we're gonna have to move it out another half hour yeah so Get some rubber rings, slap them on there. They tried. So they're going to Walmart and, and, you know, different jewelry stores. And nobody has, excuse me, nobody has any cheap rings for them to grab just for the ceremony. So I said, what size rings do y'all have? You print them? I printed them rings. Oh, you're too far. Nice. I 3D printed them rings. I came home. That's that file you saw on my computer when I first turned it on. How nice. Did you know that there's a movie coming out about Buzz Lightyear? I did. I've seen (gasps) the animation trailer. So there was a guy that came in my office yesterday who looked like Bradley Cooper. And I said, hey, Chris Kyle. He said, hey, Will Sasso. And we both got called the people we've been told we look like for years. <laughs> he That's said, so funny. He said, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Whatever your price is, I'm getting my insurance from you. I'm like, cool. <laughs> he did. I did him a title bond, and then I wrote him a policy. And his wife was like, now I'm going to have to cancel the other policy. He's like, I don't care. This guy's cool. <laughs> he said, and he said, my wife doesn't even see it. Dude, I'm telling you, he looked. Just like Bradley Cooper, if Bradley Cooper put on like 50 pounds. Hmm. I mean, same eyes, same smile. Had uh, had those southern drug addict teeth. But other than that, <laughs> he, looked, 
He looked like Bradley Cooper. I'm believing that. <laughs> so accurate. Because mm. I know exactly. Because I know exactly what that means. Them little stumpy brown ones. Yeah. Anyways, that's crack. But he was so nice. <laughs> he was so nice, and he did end up talking about how he'd struggled with that in the past. Was he, I right? Yeah, it was crack. Yeah. So people tell me all kinds of strange personal details when they sit in my office. People tell me things when I didn't ask and don't know them. That's the daily. Yeah. So I keep. It's like stamped looking, on my forehead. I keep looking at the screen because a few minutes ago that music caught me off guard and I jumped pretty hard. No, you like baby spasmed. You know, when, <laughs> you know when it's a newborn baby and they see their own reflection or something and then they get scared. What you did? Yes. It's pretty funny. Anyways. Welcome to Brain Dead. Today we're going to be talking about Roanoke and Lost Colony. I'm bringing up this trailer with the music. Please, please. I was telling him something, like extra details to the story I just told. And it, it was funny. And he looked at me with nothing in his eyes, <laughs> turned around and pressed play and did that. He was so focused on whatever that was that he didn't listen to me speaking in front of him actively. I paid attention. I know her, I know grandma's name now. Isn't it funny though? It is. It's a really funny name. It is. Not that her name's funny, but the combination. <laughs> so aggressive. So today we're going to be talking about the lost colony of Roanoke. I think they got it. Well, I think they got it. Here's to hoping they did. <laughs> Sarah, tell me what you know about the Lost Colony of Roanoke. I know these people moved there, and <laughs> the main dude was like, I got to go get some supplies, and jettisoned back to England, and when he came back, none of his family was there, and there was a tree with some stuff carved into it, and then there was blue-eyed, blonde-headed Indian babies. Most of that's correct. Yeah. Okay, so... Was there no babies? Yes, but... That was farther down the road. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in the late 1500s, John White set sail for Roanoke on the southeastern coast. He had established the colony roughly three years earlier and was returned into his position of governor over the colony. But when he got there, he found out the entire colony had disappeared, not a soul in sight. All that was left was a single word carved into the side of a tree with over 115 people missing. The word was Croatoan. What do you know about Croatoan? nothing that that's a word carved into a tree on roanoke that's one of the things that tends to keep people kind of ooh, this is mystical the you know the show supernatural even touches on it that i do remember that it's pretty cool because the way they did it on supernatural is they made it seem like it was some sort of demon disease that took over people and made them act crazy and they would all just kind of you know expire expire yeah. Maybe I don't remember it properly, no, but I do would, remember. They would, they would expire other people. Oh. Yeah. Expire. They, they would they would stamp someone. Are you just trying not to say Unalive? They would unalive other people? Mert. <laughs> Red rum. Red rum. <laughs> they were murders. Stop so, <laughs> so you got it. the Croatoan virus on Supernatural. Mm -hmm. You just basically became an insane murderer. Okay. So. First, let's talk about the founding of the colony. 
So the story starts in 1584. Let's when- talk about that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> So in 1584, (laughs) two ships sailed across the Atlantic seeking a location to establish a colony. Obviously, they're coming from England because, you know, colonizers. So the first permanent colony in America was the goal, right? Um, What they did is when they they made land break, when they Mm -hmm. made it there, they started making friends with the locals, the natives, on... Roanoke Island. Can we talk about how they thought they were in India because they didn't know? Nope. At the very beginning? Yes. Mm -mm, Not this crew. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, generally. You're talking about like Amerigo Vespucci? Yeah. I think it's funny. Christopher Columbus. That they just decided that it was India and named the people henceforth based on that. And it's been like 200 years, Uh 300 years, and we're still there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was just like, ah, India. (laughs) It is mine. (laughs) (laughs) So they made friends with the natives, um, and it was... (laughs) Uh, So sorry. You're good. So it was all started by a guy named Walter Raleigh. Uh, he was the man set to effectively plant the first colony, and he was. <laughs> Did you just give me a thumbs up so hard your wrist popped? Yes. I'll take that. <laughs> it's an exciting story, folks. Oh no! What was that? I think a child that belongs to you just fell into. So you guys know the, the room above us is my son's bedroom, and it sounds like he just pile drived his floor, <laughs> or dropped an anvil or something. <laughs> Sir Walter Raleigh uh, was knighted by Queen Elizabeth I, and the colony was to be Virginia after, you know, the Virgin Queen, because everybody needs to make it about them and royalty. So from here on out, he's Sir Walter Raleigh or Sir Raleigh, Sir Walter, whatever. They had enough rations for a year for the total number of people that were originally supposed to be set over. But while they were on the way over, one of the boats, the one carrying a chunk of the people and stuff most of the rations yeah not just rations but also supplies got sunk it got the crash yeah it caught crashes it caught the crash it caught the crashes <laughs> and because of that the number of people that were supposed to go greatly diminished from some i found a thing that said it was initially supposed to be like 300 people but it got not knocked down to just over 100 like 102 rather than the initial did more than one boat crash no. Or was it the bigger boat? No, some people went back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. they didn't, I remember that now. Yeah. So the island of Roanoke was chosen for its strategic value against the Spanish. There were uneasy times, uh, you know, because there's the, the war with Spain at the time. So, <laughs> un- uneasy times. So, uh, Spain had already laid claim to what was supposed to be called Virginia. And so they were trying to stay hidden from the Spanish while they worked on a new colony. But when the men went to set up on Roanoke, um, they had trouble because they were missing a lot of supplies. So what they did is they went and they spoke to the locals and they got permission to start building with the local materials like cutting down trees where, where they realized there actually was a native population in the area. They said, hey, can we use all this? natural supply you have and uh, trying to be accommodating the locals were like sure why not 
So, um, you know how you were talking about Spain? Yeah. You know Stevie Wonder song Superstition? Very superstitious. Yeah. Um, change the words Riding to Spanish Inquisition, and that's what's in my noggin right now. Spanish Inquisitions. Over and over. For, I, don't even, I really don't know what you've been saying for the past minute, because that's <laughs> been on full volume in my brain. Spanish Inquisitions. Grow a toe in on the tree. <laughs> 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 so as they stayed and they built, they waited for more supplies and, and reinforcements because there was supposed to be another boat coming before winter. But because of this whole, you know, war thing, the queen was like, nah. <gasps> <laughs> and the ship that was supposed to bring them new supplies and more food and rations and tools and all that effectively got docked and went nah. like stationary. Yeah. So they couldn't take anything anywhere because the queen said all the supplies were deemed necessary in other places. And because of this, didn't he like, wasn't he who close? <laughs> who? Why did your mouth do that? It's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> um, sir, what's his name? Walter Raleigh. That dude. He was like close with the queen. I mean, she knighted the dude. I know. I know like they were like they chill. Were. They were chill. <laughs> Just chilling with my homies. The royalties. <laughs> but I think they were like acquaintances at least. She liked him. You know what kind of shirts they wore? Royalties. You feel good about not laughing at that? Yeah. <laughs> but I saw it. You almost cracked. I should have just said nothing. <laughs> So, because I was actually laughing at you asking me if I felt good about not laughing at that, because I just got called out for not thinking that was funny. <laughs> like it was my fault that the uh, joke was. Uh, you've been wrong about stuff before. I have. Yeah. This wasn't that time, though. That's right. This wasn't the last time. No. So, the people, because they they were running out of rations and tools and food and all kinds of stuff pretty much just ran bone dry and started having to rely on the locals, the natives, mm -hmm. and the world around them. Now, the natives, though they were helpful and forgiving, people had their limits. They were tired of it. Yeah. So people began to notice that every time the English would visit one of the villages, some of the locals in the area would just kind of collapse and die. Like Smallpox. several. Did huh. I give away your point? No, 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 no. That's what this part is about. So the natives grew kind of weary of this, believing that the English had, get this, invisible bullets that they could shoot from a great distance. Ooh, smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't say smallpox in the research I did. What it said is there were just sicknesses that the English were bringing over that the natives didn't have antibodies for. Well, that's what it was with the initial pilgrims. So I assume it hung around and hit these other people. They came from the same place. At least they didn't bring large box. So that, we, that would have been detrimental. <laughs> that would have been a big deal. That would have been a big deal. <laughs> so the English start noticing that the natives are getting pretty restless, that they seem pretty aggressive, and they think they're going to attack. So in the nature of colonizers, the English attacked first. Sick. They decapitated a native. Yeah. In an attempt to prove a point. You know how smart that is? Not None smart. When, None when smart. At most, there's a hundred of you left in a nation full That you don't know natives. where to, anything is and how to get it, and you don't have anything, and you're dying from lack of eating. 
Yeah. That's not smart. <laughs> From lack of eating. That's not smart. <laughs> yeah, no. IQ of two. <laughs> Negative 1,000. That's how smart that is. That's backwards thinking right there. Uh-huh. So a week exactly. later. Exactly. A week later, an English fleet stops by just to like, you check know, in. check on stuff. On, like, what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, everybody was named Deborah, and no one's ever heard of Debbie as a nickname for Deborah. So they went by bruh because that's obviously the shorthand for Deborah. <laughs> Did we talk about this before? I don't know. <laughs> Are you, do you feel strongly about that? I think it's funny. Have you brought it up? Because oh, that was in my brain. Maybe. I need you to tell me yes. Yes. Because why was it in my brain? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's in my brain. I've never thought about that before in my life. <laughs> I've never considered that. And when you said it, it felt like a fond memory. <laughs> <laughs> a fond memory? Yes. Remember that time you said something stupid and I was like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Right now. You leave me be. The past 45 minutes. It's not been that long, has it? Well, we've paused several times. (laughs) It's been at least, yeah, see? Definitely. We're 30 minutes into this. And we've paused it at least three times. When your kid fell through the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) And then when he just like ran into the door because he tried to walk in, even though I have a sign on that says on air. Flailed on the ground and said he was a fish. I'm a fish. (laughs) (laughs) In the dark. Good times. In the dark. On a concrete floor. (laughs) I'm a fish. (laughs) (laughs) It just did the worm but stationary. (laughs) (laughs) He incorrectly did the worm and called it fish. Well, maybe he didn't do it incorrectly. Maybe that's the fish. (sighs) I'm doing the flop around. Everybody do the flop around. <laughs> dead Anywho. fish. Have you ever played dead fish? Dead fish. It's a game you play with children where you're like, everyone lay down and whoever can be the most still, quiet, dead fish wins and then they fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like a fun thing to do. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, there was a game of hide and go seek where there was this really annoying kid in class and they told him it was his turn to hide and then oh, it just left him buddy i waited like 15 minutes and then i went and got him I'm like, his name was carlton i said carlton they know where you are they're just not looking buddy it hurt his feelings but we were friends until i moved out of the states i mean good kid I like to bring up a time where we were playing a game in the basement with all of our friends of hide and seek in the dark, and I was hidden for two rounds. And y'all were like, where's Sarah? Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I stayed hidden in the same spot and had to expose where I was because y'all couldn't find me. Were you behind the water heater? No, I was under the cabinet next to the trash can. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. For two rounds. And I was like, felt my knee cramping up because I have a bad knee. (laughs) And I had to crawl out and be like, can y'all like try harder? Is it Datney? It's Disney. Oh, that's where you were last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, this... Sh- <laughs> what did you, I didn't know how to respond. This it fle- made me seem snotty. Well, that was perfect. Disney. I know, but when you made the joke and I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, when this fleet ship stops by on their way back to England, they saw the circumstances of the colony and they decided to just give it up. They abandoned the colony. Uh, They took everybody that was there that they could find and took them home, except for three people who they couldn't find, and they were never seen again. They're dead. Well, they definitely are now. This was in the 1590s. Stop it. (laughs) 
they got so, murdered by the people, the natives. 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 Enter John White. John White was a captain who, by trade, was We're an related. artist, a painter. You are? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> is it because his last name's White and you look like you've been bleached? No, but I do have family that's last name is White, but thank you so much for that. <laughs> I have family whose last name is Black. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying his last name is not black. His last name is white. We were mortal enemies. <laughs> it was my great grandmother. She was a white and then now she's a gray. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I know. I want to I want to meet someone with the last name Chartreuse. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold what on. color is Chartreuse? Chartreuse. Feels like a pink. It's green. Is it green? Yeah. Chartreuse feels pink. I know. It's Mandela okay. effect. John White, an artist, a painter by trade. <laughs> Speaking of chartreuse. <laughs> hey, that was Brother, a holy you gotta, you gotta get a straw. Anyways. So... John White convinces Sir Walter to try again, and this time he sends women and children, including John White's own daughter, who is pregnant at the time. In 1587, they set sail. Fifteen men had been left on Roanoke Island by the last fleet to go, and John White intended to visit them to kind of see the situation. The problem is the new colony was never supposed to be on Roanoke Island, as they had seen so many issues on the earlier voyage. It was not ideal. It was supposed to be somewhere along Chesapeake Bay, a more fertile and forgiving place where the men should be able to survive even without supplies, but the captain was challenged by another passenger who was able to persuade the crew to stop at the original colony of Roanoke. So this dude jumps on board. I can't remember his name. I didn't write it down. And basically, everyone respects him more than John White because he's 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 personally drawn maps of countries and, and the oceans. And, you know, he, he has chartered many, 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 many moons on the ocean so they respect him more as a captain so even though john white is the captain they're not listening to him and this dude makes the whole boat turn which is pretty gnarly the idea was at chesapeake bay they should be able to grow their own food without bothering any kind of local people because they didn't think there were any there so when the men do land at roanoke the 15 men they were intending to find simply weren't there all they found was a pile of bones. A few days later, one of the men that came with them was attacked by some natives, and it became very, very obvious that the natives did not want them there. A group of natives had been organized by a name, by a name, by a man named Wanchisi, who was a native who the English had actually taken back to England with them. They took Wanchisi and one other guy, and the idea was to go, hey, you go with us so you can see we're not evil. We're just trying to show you what we're trying to establish over here. Mm-hmm. And Juan Chisi came back just hating them more and more, whereas the other guy came back loving them, wanting to introduce them to every every tribe they could. And what he did is he kind of worked as a uh, a go-between mm-hmm. and a translator. And, and What he happened with the other guy? He was just chilling with them. The one that didn't like him. What they do to him? Juan Chisi? Mm-hmm. Um, Showed him the same stuff? Yeah, they showed him the same stuff. He just he just kind of hated them because of it. He realized that 
well, he realized, he decided that what they had done was destroyed nature to get kind of all the stuff they want. Which I guess, to a degree, is what happened. I mean, because they were more developed and yeah. they had less of the true nature of the land. Right. Hmm. So John White made a trip back to England to get restocking supplies from home. He took some convincing because he didn't want to go because two of those he was leaving behind were his daughter and his brand new granddaughter. Aww. He had no idea that he'd never see them again because when John White went back to England. The war had effectively grounded every ship that was there, and he was not allowed to return for three more years. Mm. He left his daughter and his granddaughter back in America for three years. So eventually he did manage to convince Sir Walter to put him back on a ship and send him. Now, Walter wasn't there, but he put him on a ship and he sent him. And when they got there, he said that he noticed a huge plume of smoke and a great fire from a great distance. And it never said whether it was man-made or natural. But what it does say is that when they got onto the shore, it looked as though the entire colony had been completely abandoned and they saw footprints leading to a tree. Now, the first tree said C-R-O, just crow. And they went to another tree and the only word written on it was Croatoan. And now we're looking at what is effectively the end of the myth. Well, it's not really a myth of the story of the lost colony of Roanoke. So what do you think happened? I think it took him so long to come back that they didn't have supplies. So the ones that were still living had to just acclimate to the people around them. And they just entered that culture and just married those people and went along with their lives. Because so, what else can you do? Okay. it's a pretty good guess because do you know what Croatoan is? No. That's another island. Oh. Croatoan was the name of an island right next to Roanoke where another group of natives were. Now, John Smith was recorded as having gone back there. And the idea was that there was a, a chief that had kind of united a bunch of the natives together to effectively wipe out the... The white folks? Yeah, the white folks. <laughs> <laughs> Took out the white man. <laughs> and uh, they're not 100% sure that's what happened, but they think that this chief got together, banded all these natives together, which we know that did happen, but they think that he killed all of them. But there's several theories surrounding it because, one, Croatoan is another island, and what they had told them is that if you're not going to be here when I get back, they're supposed to leave some sort of token, right, to, to tell their destination. So the thought is when he looked at the tree and he saw the word Croatoan, it would tell him where he should direct his looking next. Well... He never was able to see them again. He never made his way to Croatoan. It doesn't why? really, I don't know. It, it didn't really tell me why at like that point. It wasn't feasible. Okay. You're looking at a really harsh condition of people that just want to kill him. So unless he gets back on the boat and floats all the way down to Croatoan, it's just not going to happen. But Plus, that's all the what locals. I'm right, but the locals hated him. I'm so sorry. It's the price I'm willing to pay to see my family. No, I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> so. There's all kinds of going to be alone or dead. Well, which is basically just the same. They were My. also told that if they weren't able to head where they were supposed to go um, because someone was forcing them out of the colony, they were supposed to leave a cross with the word that was supposed to leave them. But there was no cross, just the word Croatoan. Mm -hmm. So he believed they went down to Croatoan and he was never able to find them because he never made his way that direction. So John Smith went down there. That would have been my life goal at that point. Right. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. Relationships are different. 
Anyways, so John Smith made note of some of the people he had seen. All the way back from England, he didn't care enough to like make a little detour. I don't understand. I know you don't know, but I just don't understand. Got me, man. (laughs) That was his last trip. He went home. That's so dumb. It's okay. So that's I'm sorry. That's so (laughs) dumb. Okay. Now we're followed with the accounts that people have left over the years. John Smith made note of the people that he saw and he's prone to embellishment. But on this one, he didn't really, he noted seeing people with gray eyes, which is incredibly, that's uncommon. the color I have Hey, <laughs> which is incredibly uncommon. I told you we're Native related. American. I'm related to these people. <laughs> um, there are also people that have been noted as having seen blonde haired, blue eyed or blonde haired, gray eyed, Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Now, they also found a, a group of people who claimed to have had relatives, like their ancestors, who were blonde hair and blue eyed and knew how to read. Yeah, I'm telling you. Now, when you think of Croatoan, that'd be modern day Hatteras Island or Hatteras Bay. That's a that's a place that is today up north. I know and I believe you. <laughs> um, and there's still lore about these people here now the original plan for roanoke is they were supposed to move 50 miles west inland Mm -hmm. and there's because they never found anybody there's no way they can tell why they didn't go that way because croatone was like 50 miles south they went the wrong way in the same uh, distance here's my theory yeah they were by themselves for so long that the people that were left probably ended up getting along with the natives because all the ones they didn't like left and people are just not gonna like eventually if you're with someone for enough time you're gonna get along unless it's just like you're gonna die otherwise so if they're still alive they obviously were getting along and they were probably like we're going this way let's go and if i had people that knew what was happening and they liked me and were like come on i would be like cool let's go what was one of the most important jobs for anyone on a ship back then? Steering. There was navigating. The, the, how did they navigate? With a map and the stars. With a map. Who and made the, the maps? For the had to Americans? be somebody on board making maps. That's how this was done. Yeah. Map makers would travel. Christopher Columbus, obviously. Amerigo Vespucci. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2011. They took a look at some of these maps that had been brought back and noticed that there were some patches. Now, patches were common back then to cover up small mistakes. So they they take these and they're looking at them under special cameras and they used a glue remover and they remove one of the patches. And obviously what was under it was just a small mistake. But they opened the next patch and underneath was a little four-pointed symbol. That four-pointed symbol is what they used to show a colony. It had been covered up. And then, not only had it been covered up, but it had been redrawn on the patch in invisible ink. Hmm. And they're not sure who drew it. They're not sure why it was put there. So These they... cartographers aren't signing their stuff? That was my signature sound. <laughs> my signature sound. <laughs> Did you watch all of those? Those um, Murderville? Oh, yes, I did. I, we finished them. They're so good. I was referring to signature sound. Walk ugly into your signature sound. <laughs> no, uglier. Anyways, so <laughs> so they've gone and explored what is Hatteras Bay now, and they have found tons of evidence that English settlers were there. But they've also gone 50 miles inland 
to see where it was supposed to be Raleigh was what was supposed to be established there. They Isn't have, there a Raleigh, North Carolina? I believe so. There's a Raleigh, Tennessee. Is there really? Mm-hmm. So, um, what is that name? Why are they bouncing that around? Sir Walter Raleigh? I don't know who that is. We talked, he was like the second guy I mentioned. I'm so sorry. He was the guy that was knighted by the queen. Oh. Yeah. So, I thought you, <laughs> what is his name? Sir Walter Raleigh. I thought you said Wally. <laughs> like, like. If like, I did, Wally. I misspoke. I don't know. Wally. If you, yeah, I thought that's what you said this whole time. Wally. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so they've also explored in Raleigh because that's where the map shows that hidden colony. Now, we don't know if the colony was ever established or if it was just being where hidden. Where it was going to be. Because at the time information was getting switched with the Spaniards and they couldn't figure out who was doing it. So they were making maps that if they did get copied by someone who was copying their maps and, and stealing the information that the copycat would not see the colony. Cause invisible ink. How much easier would it be if people were just nice to each other and helped each other out? They could have had this world mapped out in them five years. You're right, but it's unrealistic. <laughs> just people be are selfish creatures. Just be better. Just be better. So they went and explored Raleigh, and they actually did find proof of colonies Mm -hmm. or of a colony, though it's not definite that it was the colony of Roanoke. So what we do know, this is just the facts that we have, is that one, there was a colony that was left at Roanoke. Two, when White came back, his whole family was gone, and so was everyone else with no trace except for the word Croatoan written on a tree. And three... They were never able to find them because he, although he didn't go back, there were others that went looking and no one ever found them. So we've got 115 people. That's men, women, and children who just like disappeared. I stand by my initial where the people were like, it's been three years. To be honest, it probably could have been like a year. And they'd be like, where's these? Where are these oh, yeah. Folks? After a year, I'm probably dipping out too. Yeah. I would probably have been like, okay, so realistically... Like, facing the facts here, he could have died on the boat, there or back. He couldn't have, he could be stuck there, you know? Like, you don't, they didn't, there's no way of them being able to know what happened to him. So, assuming the worst, what's your next step? Right. Move on. Move on. Where are you moving on to the next amount of people? Who were those people? Right, but they had, they actually had a destination they were supposed to move on to. And they didn't go there. I understand that. But if they didn't have their supplies, it's not feasible to, like, make that journey by themselves, not knowing. That's true. With no things. That's true. So then still going back to if you're living, if you're neighbors with somebody and eventually you're going to be friends. Like if you, if they realize that none you of can you can feud are, it out. Yeah. Feuds have an end. Yeah. So at that point, at that point, all, most of their disputes are going to be solved, generally, unless it's just the people that are not having it, then they probably already left. Yeah. So the people that are willing to work it out probably are liked enough by these natives to be adopted by them and be like, come on. This is where we're going. Yeah. 
Anywho, if you have any ideas as to the whereabouts of the hidden colony of Roanoke or the missing colony of Roanoke, feel free to shoot us an email at braindeadpc21 at gmail.com or follow us on TikTok because Sarah posted a dumb video while we were recording this. <laughs> See if you can be the first to comment. I don't really have anything else to say. I've been Sarah. Oh, wait. Wait. Oh, wait. Yes, yes. Sarah okay. has her musical tastings of the week. So, completely didn't know you were talking about this, but I have been listening to Hamilton all week. Like, I, lis- I watched it on the way home from Disney. And then I listened to it on the way to work yesterday and today. And if nobody, if we don't know this about me, I really enjoy some American history, like somebody's dad. <laughs> so <laughs> it's mine. That's whose dad I'm referring to. Um, when my dad used to work for, for, for the county... At these little old ladies would pay for their little whatever, and they would give him Civil War coins, and he would be like, yes, thank you, and exchange it for real coins. <laughs> like, they would just, like, do a little swap That's awesome. I know. He had a ton. I don't I've, know. I've got a, uh, it's a fake book on my shelf over here full of foreign monies. A fake book? Yeah, it looks like a book, but it's actually just a box. Oh. Oh, Okay. I was like, all books are real. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> Did you know that Michael Sarah put out more than one album? Michael Sarah? Yeah. He makes music? Yes. I had no idea. Yes. I listened to his one of his albums. How this, do you find these? I just do stuff. What do you do to find it? Um <laughs> I spend a lot of time on Spotify. Instead of social media, you dive into music. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So, basically, um, I, like, make playlists. For example, yours. Yes. Yours isn't really a good example because I just put stuff in it. It's so good, though. <laughs> like, but, I, I thoroughly enjoy my playlist. <laughs> like, okay. So, if it's, say I read a book and I thoroughly enjoyed a specific character from the book. I can take that character or that scene or that book as a general and make a playlist that reminds me of it. That's right? neat. I love to do that. It's so fun. Because then you can listen to it. I like to listen to music while I read. It's a just fully immersive experience. It's really good. But I don't like to do it generically. I have to, like, formulate. When I read, to go I want it. it to be dead silent because I start all the noises in my head. It's kind of like a soundtrack to the movie I'm rocking in my brain. I understand. But only if I make it myself. Like, I have to read a couple chapters and then be like, okay, this. So, so you told me that you don't know how Spotify works because all you do is listen to the music I give you, <laughs> which is fine. But if you make a Spotify playlist, like I was just saying, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, it gives you recommended Songs that go with it or artists that sound similar. Oh. And I can just scroll it. Well, that's cool. And I can listen to it. And I, that's not how I found out that Michael Sarah <laughs> does music. Right. But how did you find Michael Sarah? <laughs> um, I feel like you just avoided that for a really long time. I don't, 
Well, I heard this song and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I mental logged some of the lyrics and then I typed them into Spotify and it pulled up Michael Sarah, who has two albums out. That's so cool. <laughs> um, it's actually really good. He's such a teeny little guy. I'll play it. I'll play it. It's, really it's uh, it's like, what's that movie? The acapella movies. Pitch Perfect? Yeah, Pitch Perfect. The dude in the first one that was like the nerdy magician. He's got real albums that are fantastic. Does he really? I lost my phone. I can't remember right his name here. right now. You've heard him. I've, you've listened to his music in my truck before when we've been riding. Um, another thing is I found this song released in 2022 that sounds like an authentic 70s disco track. But it was released this year, and I was immediately intrigued. By whom? Fire City Funk. Ben Platt is his oh, name. Oh, yeah. I yeah. like him. He's cool. He's really talented. Yeah, he is really tall. But it was one release, no other music on his discography, um, no other songs, not an EP, just one song. Like, you know how, like, they'll do an EP to yeah. tease an album yeah. and it'll be, like, two or three songs? Right. One song. That's it. So I'm like, I must know more. because and this, this is, is from Michael Sarah. No, this no. is just some random thing. Okay. I... You know, I... When I go back and I edit these, I can tell you that sometimes I can I can almost feel the moment that one of us zones out <laughs> because we go back and ask a question that was answered 10 seconds ago. <laughs> it's, it's very true. Happens a lot. Yeah. Not even just when we're doing this, like all the time. True. Um, But because I really did just say who it was by. <laughs> I know. I remember you saying a name. I just can't remember who it was. Um. So anyway. Who was it? Fire City Funk. Fire City Funk. So I was talking to my boss today because we talk about music every single day. It's Which is my cool. favorite part of my job. Um, and I was telling him, he was like, what shows are you going to? Because we talk about shows that we go to. And I was like, we're going to see the zombies, but I really want to see Fleet Foxes and the Lumineers are coming at the end of the summer. Yeah. And we were, he was like, oh, I love the Fleet Foxes. And then we were like talking about how we collectively agree that their newest album is a little bit mm, and I was like, exactly. I wish. I hope they don't play their new stuff. And he's like, I don't think that's going to happen for you. <laughs> and I'm like, you're probably <laughs> right. Yeah, they're definitely going to play their new stuff. Yeah. And then he was like, he's the one that recommended me Goose, which I've been loving. There was a Goose song. That's yeah. one of them that popped up that was super good. I think I actually yeah. did send you a picture you of that. You did send me that one. He recommended me Goose. And I knew that we liked the same music but i didn't know that it was like all of the same music i just thought it was like 90s rock or 90s pop punk but apparently it just extends farther because he did not seem confused when i mentioned greta he did not seem confused when i mentioned lumineers or fleet foxes he was like oh i love them and i was like that's fantastic because you're a 40 year old asian (laughs) i think it's just good taste that's true. Um, well, he did hire you. <laughs> I can't take that compliment. Thank you. Bye. Um, anyway. You got to learn, man. I was like, I found this artist who has not released any other music except for one song this year. And it sounds exactly like a 70s disco song. But there's like 
no information. I can't find any information. Like, it's not like a band. It's just apparently a dude that uploaded onto Spotify. So I was like, I'm going to go research it. And he was like, go ahead. (laughs) So I go into the back and I like Google Fire City Funk and the name of the song. And I find out that it was viral on TikTok. This kid posted it that his dad had written with his friends when he was in high school in 1975. So you really read the era correctly. Like, yeah. His dad had written the song in like the mid 70s and done nothing with it. Just like hanging out with his friends, joking around. And it went viral on TikTok. So his son like put it on Spotify and it is so good. I'm going to play it right now. Now, did the son play the song? No, and, it's and like put the it on recording Spotify, of or it was a recording of his dad. It's the recording of his dad. And they only did one song in the 70s? I think it was just like a goof around, a classic CC and Winston mess around. <laughs> <laughs> that was a new girl reference. There was a huge hesitation. Do you know why? It's because my brain has lagged. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of bouncing bass. I like how it sounds like a slap. Right? That right there. So good. Do that's you like see a the- soundtrack music. That, that's yes. one of those when it's Saturday. February 4th, 2022. That's the last. Right. Thing. Yeah. But hear me. That's a song you play on like, <laughs> that's the picture. Uh-huh. On like a Saturday at. When you're pretending your life's a movie. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Like 11 a.m. and yeah. there's and there's fun stuff. You're doing like work you're, on your car. No. No, no, no. This is the scene in my noggin. Uh, what I was telling you my scene. Oh, okay, first. okay. So it's a Saturday morning. It's like 11 a.m. You're heading into town. There's nobody else with you. You're on your way to pick up your friends. Maybe you're gonna stop at like an old bookstore or something. Yeah. Well, whatever. You know the things the you enjoy. Shop, you yeah, know. The record shop or, or an art I'm fair going. at the square. Whatever. Yeah. And you're just like jamming with the Literally windows. Literally saying things that we've done. <laughs> You're just jamming with the windows down, your sunglasses on, letting the breeze flow through your hair. I don't have hair. Guess what kind of sunglasses I have? They're hearts on the eyeballs. That makes sense. It really fits with the song, too. And you're just bopping into that going down the road, just windows down and unashamedly blasting at full volume. And if you pull up next to a cop, they better be driving like a 74 Caprice. (laughs) So picture this. No. It's, well, you better. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, my way home from work today. I got to say this or I'm going to forget. It's 5.15. No, it's not. So I I had to go officiate that wedding today and I had to stop and get gas. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that. I had to stop and get gas before I went. Along with the gas station. I I went in and I said, hey, I need to get, I don't know, 30 or 40 on pump five. And she said, okay. I said, and could I have a receipt, please? And she just smiled at me and she said, what if I say no? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, do what? She said, what if I just said no? I said, then I'd probably say please. She goes, what if I still said no? I said, 
I have no idea what I would do. I have a standard of social acceptability, and I hope that other people stick to it. She started laughing. She said, that's the most honest answer. I said, yeah, it's it would make me feel answer. super awkward. You know what I would do? I would just walk out. I would, too. <laughs> if the first time she said no, I would leave. Then she smiled even bigger. She goes, here you go, sweetheart. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I took my little receipt, and I left. Thanks okay. for my stuff. It's 5.15. It's 5.15. I'm driving home from work. It's... February 22nd, 2022. 2022. Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm driving down I-20. Taco Tuesday. Suddenly you're speeding. <laughs> Suddenly I'm going at the speed of light. Windows down, hair flying. You don't have to have a picture. It really happened today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Michael Sarah. That's about right. Yeah. Most of his songs are like instrumental, but this one's. I'm going down to the railway station, gonna get a ticket to ride. Find a big fat lady with two with three kids to sit down by her side. Mm-hmm. Ride till the sun comes up and down around me about two or three times. Smoking cigarettes in the last seat. Trying to hide my sorrow from the people I meet and get along with it all. Go down where people say y'all. Sing a song with a friend. Change the shape that I'm in. And get back in the game. Start playing again. I'd like to stay, but I might have to go to start over again. Might go back down to Texas or might go to somewhere that I've never been. That's awesome. He's actually really good. You want to see the picture? I sure do. It's just going to be a picture of Michael Sarah. <laughs> Is that more than you expected? <laughs> Who's the little girl? I don't know. That's not my business, but how funny. It's adorable. He has two albums that are pretty good. You ever seen the movie The Dark Crystal? I may have been lying. No, it's right. I was right. Have you ever seen the movie The Dark Crystal? <clears throat> no. Okay. He looks like one of the creatures out of those movies. Always has to me. Stop it. If, I'm not insulting him. He's a real us. person. I know. He but lives it's just, life. It's just the way he looks to me. Okay, so this is well, how I Well, I did find tell you that a man walked into my office and I said, hey, Chris Kyle. And he said, hey, Will Sasso. That's fair. So this is how I also find new artists. So I find this song entertaining. So I scroll down and I can watch, listen to Michael Sarah Radio where they play me his songs and other songs that sound similar. Oh, that's cool. And I can go to fans also like. So it's people like me that spend way too much time on Spotify because you can follow artists on Spotify. I don't know if you know that. So it's people who follow Michael Sarah also follow these people. And it gives you all of the people. And you can, like, click and listen to them, see if I like them. And then I go, you know how you can go in, like, a... Deep dive. Like a, like a rabbit hole on YouTube? Yeah. I do that on Spotify. So, like... I'll be like, this looks cool, and I'll click it. And then I'll click the top song, and I'll listen to it. And I'm like, yay or nay, I decide, and then I move on. If I like it, I scroll down to the bottom of theirs and keep it going. You know? That's neat. I can do this for so much time. Oh, I remembered another thing I did while you were gone. Okay. I bought a bunny. (gasps) My sister's got... All three of my sisters got guinea pigs. I know, and I, I've been asking your mom if I can come over and hold the guinea pigs, and she says yes, but I, I, I haven't gone over there yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm my, here, and I forgot you had a bunny. 
My bunny's name is Rosie. I built her a little table. She's a butthead. Um, she's six weeks old, and she poops on everyone. Nice. That's not I'm true. not holding your bunny. That's not true. She okay. just she poops a lot. Anyways, <laughs> so I found out she was getting irritable this afternoon when I got home from the wedding and figured out it's because her food bowl was empty of food and she had pooped in it. My son thought it was food, so he just wasn't giving her more food. So as soon as he cleaned out her bowl and put food in it, she just ate for like 10 minutes, and then she was a happy little bunny again. My bunny got hangry. (laughs) And she has realized she can climb through the cage because she's teeny. She doesn't even weigh a pound. And she my sister last night. She keeps climbing on my wife's plants and eating them. That's an aggressive photo. <laughs> so I could not see the bunny when I walked into the kitchen earlier. And then she was behind a plant sitting in the pot of another plant eating said plant. That's a kitty cat. Mm-hmm. He got big while I was gone. <laughs> he, he didn't change much at all. He did. No. Yes, he did. I don't think so. You haven't seen him in person. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Tune again next week. Follow us. Give us a shout at braindeadpc21 at gmail.com. And if you have any urge to be on an episode, even if you're not able to make it, you can record the audio and send it to us. We will feature you. Anyone who wants to give us a thought, give us an idea, give us anything you're interested in hearing about, anything you're too lazy to look up. We don't judge. We just look it up for you. Have a great day. We love you. Bye-bye. Wait. Wait. What? I was Joe. Oh, and I was Sarah. Have a great day. (laughs) Why'd you say it like that? (laughs) Bye. Bye.